action. You know what they say, the third strike is what counts. You know, pitch you can get into. Don't think that I can't knock you out. And welcome everyone to another episode of the Casanova Podcast. This is episode 13 and we're going to be getting into some topics today. You know, some of the topics, I'm going to go ahead and give you the seven topics we're going to go over today. One being, what is Metal Gear Survive and why is there so much hate surrounding it? Two, extremism in video game culture and why it needs to stop. Three, Black Panther and why I don't feel like it's the greatest of all time for a Marvel movie or even a significant culture movie. And four, you know, why I'm posting so much political stuff on Twitter. Five, why I stopped being a liberal Democrat and am now a conservative. And six, why the politically correct culture is destroying freedom of speech, thought, and expression and why it's worrisome to me. And the last topic being seven. Why politically correct culture is creating intolerance in our American society. So, we're going to go ahead and uh, like to thank the sponsors of this uh, podcast. And that's going to be Spectrum Glasses. Spectrum Glasses, I have them right here. I've got the uh, Wayfarers. And then Motorcycles, uh, they, they're going to be uh, sponsoring the podcast too. But anyway, this is Spectrum Glasses. These are the Wayfarers. They got the 50% blue light reduction. This is really good, especially if you're gaming, working on a computer all day, if you're, and whatever you're doing. If you're in front of a screen, even if you have your cell phone on all the time, you need to protect your eyes from that blue light. So it's definitely something I highly recommend. Definitely go over to spectrumglasses.com. I'll leave a link down in the description below if you guys want to go and check them out. Some of the best glasses. I highly recommend them, and they sponsor the Casanova Podcast. With that being said, let's go ahead and get into some topics. Number one being, what is Metal Gear Survive, and why is there so much hate surrounding it? See, now this is something. I got a review copy of this game from Konami, and from my own experience, being a Metal Gear fan, I played every single Metal Gear game from the Acid series 1 and 2, to Metal Gear Rising Revengeance. I've even played the mobile spinoff on the LG slide that used to, you know, the, the, I don't know if you guys remember back when we had slider phones and they had the little really limited, you know, input before iPhone took over and all that. Um, I played that spinoff too, which is really good. And just about every Metal Gear has come out. And when this one came out, I remember when they announced it. And so many people had this, mentality of they're just saying it was a, a really bad is is going to be horrible who's going to play it? who's going to want to deal with it it's just stupid and there's been so much negativity and people never even played the game they just went and had an assumption based on the fact that and i really want to think that it's due to the fact that hideo kojima is no longer part of konami or having anything to do with the metal gear franchise and there's a lot of people that are probably still upset about that for, and it's been two years, and they're still upset about. It. Actually, no, I want to say it's been three years since uh, Metal Gear Solid Five: The Phantom Pain came out. Because yeah, it was 2015, so it's been about three years. And um, people are still 
upset about it and they're holding this against Konami. Has Konami made some really poor decisions in the past? Yes, they have. And you know what? The thing is, we don't know everything that goes on with Konami, with Hideo Kojima. We don't even know the full story. I know a lot of people are mad at Konami for what they did to Hideo Kojima. But at the same time, we got people that don't even realize that Hideo Kojima was treating uh, David Hayter, the voice of Solid Snake, for over almost almost two decades, the voice of Solid Snake, like utter crap. He did. He was trying to get him. He tried to get him fired so many times. He did not want hey, David Hayter as the voice of Snake beyond the first game. So it's just really unfortunate that people don't understand both sides. And that's the number eight bus if you guys want to hop on it and get to the west side of, of Honolulu. Anyway, but the people don't understand both sides of the argument, so they pick something and they just run with it. And I'm thinking, no. You need to understand there's there's the left, the right, and the truth. Or there's your opinion, that person's opinion, and then there's the real truth of what actually happened. We don't know everything that went into it, so I think it's really something we need to get past that already and just lick the game for what it is. And the one thing I find so amazing, like when leading up to the game on Twitter, on Facebook, on YouTube, on all social media platforms, and on journalist sites, people were just saying it was going to fail, it's going to be horrible, it's not a game worth playing. And the thing I don't understand is why people went into it with that mindset. What's wrong with a company that's taking a chance to be different, to do something different with a storied franchise? You hear people back before Breath of the Wild came out that were bitching about the, the, the way that Zelda had been since Ocarina of Time. They were tired of the same formula. I remember when Twilight Princess came out and people were tired of how that formula was. They said it was by the books. There was nothing adventurous about it. So the thing is, when a company dares to try something new, Let's go into this with an open mind and be willing to give it a chance because if you're not going to give it a chance, okay, don't bother with it. Say your piece and then leave it alone. But so many people have just went at it with this negative mentality, this negative argument, and I just don't understand it. It just doesn't make sense. Like, let the game be what it is. Like, stop being so upset about it. So, with that being said... Metal Gear Survive, in my opinion, I, I probably by the time this video is up, my in-progress review is up on YouTube. It's already on my website, so definitely go to MikhailCasanova.com. That way you can check out um, my written reviews, because I have a lot more written reviews than I have video reviews, just because it's so much easier to write them than it is to script and edit a whole video. But that review is already up. The in-progress one is up on the website, and if you're trying to... Um, if you, if you want to see the video, it's probably up already on YouTube. Um, out. And if it's not, it'll probably be up in the next couple hours. That being said, this game is phenomenal. I've really been enjoying it in my time of playing it. And the thing is, it's something I really want to call some bullshit on because a lot of YouTubers have been putting up review videos the day this came out. They already have reviews. And I'm going to tell you something. As a, a video game journalist and reviewer, um, this game... There was no way for any of us to review this game, even if we got the package early. Like, a lot of us YouTubers got it a day or maybe two days before it came out or the day it dropped. And there's absolutely no way that any of us were able to do any reviews of this game because 
the servers didn't go live until the day it launched. So every review that's out from, you know, from many, you know, there's a lot of um, YouTubers from Dreamcast Guy and others that put out reviews saying how horrible this game is and all this other stuff and, you know, bashing it for the $10 to have another save slot for another character. And I, I just, I got to call bullshit on a lot of things because, honestly, a lot of these reviews, I question the integrity behind them because there's really no way that you can review this game in detail, especially when they're constantly updating the game. There's constantly new content coming out for this. If you're a reviewer, you're getting the emails from Konami where they're telling you about all the new things they're going to implement. So if you're seeing a day one review that's supposedly, like, you know, it was a Jimquisition. He has one up saying it's, it's shit. Don't, people, play the game for yourself. Now, I know a lot of you come to us YouTubers uh, for advice on what you should and shouldn't buy. But think for yourself. Play something yourself because there may be something you like that we don't like. And I would hate for any of you to not play something just because you're taking what someone else says at full heart without doing the due diligence of yourself of going out and trying it for yourself. Definitely go do that. This game is pretty good, in my opinion. My opinion. I'm enjoying it. It is a Monster Hunter style take on Metal Gear. It's like Monster Hunter World, except for with Metal Gear. This has you, you have to survive. You have to look at a couple different factors. You have to uh, make sure your character's fed, you have to make sure he's not thirsty. You got to drink water. Um, you got to literally do everything. You got to do uh, a base building. Uh, you got to go and scavenge for resources. There's a story narrative, and it is set in an alternate re uh, reality happening parallel with Metal Gear Solid Five: The Phantom Pain. But I'm just saying, play the game for yourself. Get to try it out. And you be the judge of what you think it is. I'm not going to have a full feature review of this game probably for another month. Or a couple weeks because there's so much coming to the game there's no way I'm gonna be able to say oh this is my definitive review of it because these are always online games they're always changing always getting updates there's no way you can fully review it in such within a few hours of it being live or the hour it is available there, there's just no way there's a lot of bullshit on YouTube and with YouTubers and uh, I'm calling them out on that uh, with that being said I, I think it's a good game. I think you, a lot of you who will give it a chance, if you, especially if you like Metal Gear Solid Five and the gameplay and the Fox engine, you'll actually like this. Um, that being said, for 40 bucks, you really can't go wrong. I mean, hell, if you got Gamers Club unlocked, you can get it for like $27 or so. So you can't go wrong for that price. Uh, we're going to move on past that to the next topic of extremism and video game culture, why it needs to stop the fanboyism, the hate, um, I'm really, really, really sick of all the fanboyism. It's the main reason I have, I mean, I'm going to say this. I have unsubscribed from every video game YouTuber, with the exception of my friends, XS Gaming Podcast, uh, Riku Key, and um, Power Level Amy. Those are the only, and uh, my boy Night Moon. Those are the only YouTubers I'm actually subscribed to that do gaming content. Other than that, I don't subscribe to anyone else just because there's so much of a narrative and an agenda that's being pushed that you need to dislike this game because they dislike it. You need to only be Nintendo Switch. There's so many. Oh my goodness. There's so many channels 
that are just popping up purely because Nintendo has been successful. There's so many channels that have popped up in the last year and a half just because of the hype of the Nintendo Switch. And, you know, there are channels that are just popping up over and over and over. And it's just, it's mind-boggling when you see that people are just... I mean, I'm not mad at them because they're riding a wave of success. But it's just... Uh, and then the, the narrative, there you got people like... Um, uh, what's it? Actually, there's another YouTuber I am subscribed to. It's a fellow YouTuber out here named Xbox All In. Um, I'm subscribed to them because that's a good friend of mine. Uh, Koopa and I were good friends. Excellent if you're looking for Nintendo, uh, not Nintendo, but Xbox content. Definitely go subscribe. I'll leave a link to his channel down below. Um, I'm, I'm fully subscribed to him. But the, narr- the thing I'm trying to talk about now is this narrative a lot of YouTubers push where you need if it's Nintendo Switch or nothing else. And that's cool. If that's your thing, that's fine. But a lot of these YouTubers actually push the narrative of putting down anything that's not the Nintendo Switch. Of putting down things if it's not the PlayStation 4. And if you like Xbox, they'll make fun of you. They'll put you down. They'll call you stupid. If you bought an Xbox One X, you're stupid for getting it. They're, they predicted nobody would buy it. They're trying to say Xbox is a, as a brand, as a console, is a failure. And it's just, I really don't like the narrative. I don't like the negative, toxic mentality that they push out there. My thing is, if you're a gamer, it does not matter what you game on, so long as you're gaming. That's all that matters. So long as you're keeping the gaming culture alive and running, that should be the only thing that you care about. But a lot of people don't subscribe to that notion. They take the blue pill where you got to be fanboys. You got to have this, oh, well, I like this, so I'm better than you type of mentality. And I, I don't subscribe to that notion. To me, it's a bunch of bullshit. And too many YouTubers do it. Don't take anything to bash a console. They bash the Xbox One X. They bash this. And it's funny. I've seen YouTubers that actually get, got sent the Xbox One X for free and a 4K TV. And then they went and bashed it, say it's stupid, it's crap, it's blah, 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 blah. They would never, you know, and prior to saying that, they said they would never buy it. And then they get gifted it. And it's, oh, it's amazing. And then. It stops working, and then they get these issues with it. So it's there's a lot of stupidity on YouTube that I just really can't deal with. Uh, that's why I don't I don't really follow anyone anymore. Um, and I just it's it's a better for me. I mean, that's even on Twitter. I had to unfollow a lot of people because it's just the mindset is so toxic. It's so stupid. I just can't deal with it. Um, that's my thoughts. I think fanboyism needs to just die off. Like what you like, play what you like. And that'd be if you like to switch, cool, like to switch. If you like the PlayStation 4, like the PlayStation 4. If you like the Xbox or Xbox One X, then like it. If you like PC gaming like that, like what you like and play it. If you can own it all, cool. I own it all. I don't have a preference to one or the other because if I can play it, I'll play it. If I have a game coming out and I want to play it, if I can't get a review copy, I'll go ahead and buy it. Even if I get a review copy, I still buy the games to support the companies. Because I think gaming as a culture is something that's so important. And, um, yeah, that's just where I stand with it. I um, <clears throat> I think all this uh, this fanboyism just needs to stop. It's, it's, it's a toxic culture that needs to just go away. And if you really understood the business, like I used to work for Microsoft, I understand the inside of the business of how these companies... They need one another. Do you really want there only being two choices of just Nintendo and Sony? Because if that's the case, then 
a lot of people are going to be upset if Sony gets lazy. You need competition to be relevant. You need competition to be better than what you were before. Look at WWE. They really don't have any competition. Well, they're getting competition now with Ring of Honor and with uh, New Japan Pro and with Noah Wrestling. But when they got rid of, when they bought out WCW and killed off that brand, they didn't have any competition. So there was a long time up until recently where they were just lazy and you're force-fed the same shit over and over and over. And you tend to lose more people that way than with... Um, them with having diversity and choice. So I think we need to keep the three. I'm actually one that's advocating if Atari comes out with something, you know, with, with their new console, if it's something significant, cool. If Sega gets back into the bit, awesome. I'm all about us having more options. And I think the more options we have to game, the better we are. So that's my thoughts on that. Moving on to the next topic. Uh, Black Panther. So I've seen it. And you guys, uh, if you follow me on Twitter, I had no desire to watch Black Panther. Uh, one of my main reasons was all the uh, propaganda surrounding it. And I did a video on it, which I'm surprised didn't get more hate. Um, and this is going to be controversial for me to say, but I'm not someone who gives a damn about Black Lives Matter. If that bothers you, find I don't subscribe to it I think there's a lot of narratives being pushed with it that are simply not true both logically and statistically they have invalidated a lot of things with it um, I don't subscribe to that I don't subscribe to the black excellence black power um, just to me there's a lot with it that I don't it just I don't agree with. I have a brother that's super into it he's so to the point where he fully disrespected my wife by saying that I it's an affront to Black Lives Matter and black people that I married a woman who's not black and I'm disgracing myself and you know my family and black people as a whole and which is interesting because if you guys know anything about me you know we're mixed you know I, I'm very mixed uh, very various things from Samoan, Hawaiian uh uh, Jewish, uh, Native American, Dominican. So I'm mixed across the spectrum. So I I think culture is important. I think it's cool to know that you know a group of people from similar backgrounds did something phenomenal. They built a culture and everything around it. I think that's cool. But when I think when it gets to this point of superiority and where we're at now with white shaming, I think that needs to stop. It's just white people are not the only ones who enslave people if you really want to get technical about enslavement of you know blacks there were you know africans that were enslaving and actually sold a lot of the africans that were slaves to the colonists you know the the white colonists that came to america to the homicide and whatnot there if you really trace back slavery in its entire history uh, it was a cult it was a, a worldwide thing that almost every culture was doing there's still millions tens of millions of slaves in the world around the world more so than it ever has been in history so I think there's a point where you can continue to focus on that and then you can have this narrative of being angry about something that didn't even happen in your lifetime and play the victim role 
and say that you can't move forward. You can't be better because you were held down and you deserve because whatever reason you deserve reparations for what happened to a group of people from hundreds of years ago. And I don't subscribe to that notion because I look at it like this. You, you see so much going on right now in life, in American culture, where you have people that are saying that they can't move forward, they can't do this because they're held out. I have a, a friend who constantly whines and bitches and moans about um, white privilege and, and all this other stuff, which white privilege is a, a, a myth, it's invalid myth. Um, in my, I'm just gonna say my opinion, but although it's statistically proven to be a myth, but you know this whole narrative that blacks are being held down because of the of systematic racism. No, uh, it needs to stop. That mentality, the victim mentality, needs to stop. If there's something you want to achieve in life, get off your ass, get educated, get a skill set, and do it. I came from the ghetto. I came from. I grew up in a time where we were poor. Lived in a really, really bad neighborhood, and I was able to overcome all that. Moved to Hawaii, and I'm now almost in making six figures for an income. So, there is a point where you've got to overcome and let that shit go. Stop being a victim and be a victor, and just rise up, you know? And it just needs to stop. And, you know. And getting back to Black Panther, I've seen a lot of people with African garb and all this, and they're talking about all this stuff, and they want to go to Wakanda and how, you know, all this and all that and all this other shit. And they're proud of a movie, but yet so many are unaware of what's actually going on in Africa right now, or actually what's going on in their country and in other places in the world because they live in a bubble. And if you're on social media, a lot of people live in an echo chamber where their opinion just bounces off walls and they don't really know what's really going on. And they only like to hear what they want to hear. So Black Panther was, a, and it's funny, a lot of people think that Black Panther was a character that was created after the Black Panther group. But the reality is Black Panther was created well before, months before the Black Panther group ever came around. And it's, I mean, as a movie, it's okay. I, I did not think it was the greatest of all time. I didn't think it was phenomenal. I thought it was an okay movie. Um, it did what it needed to do. Uh, I'm not going to be mad at it for that. It just, it was not that great to me. I thought it was okay. Uh, it was pretty good at the beginning, up until the, the second half, where you had Killmonger become king. And then... When, it just fell apart because if you're listening to everything that the, the people in Wakanda were saying about how they value the culture, the rules and the law of the land and challenging for the throne and all this other stuff and they honored the traditions, the minute Killmonger became king, and then they plotted to get rid of him. That's kind of like, if you want to really break it down, that's kind of like how... Uh, and the thing is, he legitimately became king. He, he did it legitimately and won. It's kind of like how this whole situation is currently in the U.S. with how the, um, if you want to say, if you want to say how the Democrats are doing everything they can to get rid of Trump, you know, they'll throw people at him saying, oh, he harassed me, he did this, he did that. 
you know, oh, you know, he, this the he's a Russian body, he's a conspirator with the Russians and all this other stuff, and um, they'll do anything, anything to um, push a narrative that will get him out of office. And the funny thing is, a lot of people keep saying impeach forty five, like Maxine Waters, that idiot. She keeps saying impeach forty five, impeach him, impeach him, blah blah. blah. But how are people echoing impeach 45 if y'all are seeing in the same sentence, hashtag not my president? I'm just saying. <laughs> I'm just saying. Anyway, back to Black Panther. It's a it's an okay movie. I think it's enjoyable. It was never meant to be more than a Marvel movie. And I think people pushed it to be more than what it was. And I think that was wrong to do. Especially when you got into it where people were saying this is a movie for us. Uh, white people can't go, and then, then all the white guilt that was pushed to fit this narrative, it was just wrong, you know. And I think people really took it out of context. It shouldn't have been what they pushed it to be. And it's just a fucking movie. It's just a Marvel movie. It is nothing more than that. But beyond that, it's okay. It's just not the greatest of all time to me. Not in my opinion, at all. Uh, moving off to the next topic of why I'm posting so much political stuff on um, Twitter. And the main reason behind that is because, and I guess you could say uh, questions four and five have actually, those topics can mold into one. Uh, I used to be a liberal Democrat, which is funny because I was raised, uh, my mother and father always told me that they don't talk politics and whatnot. And because I constantly heard that over and over as a child growing up, it actually made me shy away from learning anything about politics. But as I've gotten into politics more and more, or as you know, I've grown up as an adult uh, growing up, I was always told that, oh, because you're, you're black or part black, you have to uh, be a Democrat. You have to vote Democrat. You have to. Um, and I fell to that. I fell to that, that, that bullshit when uh, Obama first ran. And there was a whole thing about hope and change and change we can believe in and all this other stuff. And I fell for it because it was a historic event that we had a black president. Um, it just, the one thing I noticed is that nothing got better in America. Actually, we went through worse things, you know, is the highest unemployment statistically proven um, under his eight years. And I just, there are things that were just happening in the country that I just did not agree with. Uh, and I just was like, okay, so what's on the other end of the spectrum? If I'm a liberal Democrat, then what's on the other side? What are conservatives like? What are Republicans like? And then I kind of do some research and I find out that um, it's actually the Republicans that fought in the Civil War to end slavery they're the ones who've actually been doing so much to help the black community and minorities and yet for whatever reason a lot of black people don't understand that and they're all pro-democrat and it's just weird i don't understand that logic um the more i delved into it and i understood what was actually going on a lot of the policies that are being pushed and that's why i'm currently a trump supporter and i may lose a lot of you at saying that if i haven't already lost a lot of you at saying that I don't care for Black Lives Matter, I don't support the cause, and all this other stuff. Um, because there's a lot of things that Trump talks about that 
I agree with. I do agree that we need a wall. We need to limit the amount of ways you can enter the country. We need to have a better vetting system of getting rid of the lottery because we need to pick the best people that are allowed to come in the country. We need the best, the smartest. You can't tell me how you know people from um, Africa can come here with super high IQs. Like there are two students in recent hit, uh, media that have come here and been accepted to every Ivy League college in the country. We need more people like that. People that are brilliant, that can add to building up the country versus just letting people come here to the country and um, pretty much just bring their whole family, bring their cultures, and don't assimilate into American culture. That's something I don't... We need the wall. We need better vetting. The tax cut is good. I'm seeing a lot more of my paychecks. And just a lot of what he stands for, America first. We need to focus on America. I agree with that. I'm wearing, I'm a patriot, yo. I'm 100% love this country. And I agree with America first because it's important. We need to focus on America. We need to build it up. We need to get rid of the crime. We need to get, get rid of gangs like MS-13. We need to focus on building up communities. We need to over-police if you know because a lot of these neighborhoods where all this crime is going on i know a lot of people keep talking about the florida shootings but you know shit like that happens all the time in cities like chicago and memphis tennessee and detroit and other urban areas they're under policed and there's deaths every day and we need more police in there we need to support our police we need to support our troops we need to have that american pride back again that used to be there because that's vital, and I believe in that. Um, and just a lot of the things that I feel and I think just line up more so with the conservative and Republican viewpoint. That's where I stand right now. Uh, I support Trump. Uh, I think he's a hell of a president. Um, this whole fascism, neo-Nazi bullshit a lot of people keep spewing. I want to ask y'all, do y'all remember when Jennifer Huston's family was killed and she had nowhere to go, nothing to do. Who took care of her? Who put her up for months until she got back on her feet? It was Trump. He took care of her. And prior to him running to for election, all the hip-hop artists were supporting him. They wanted to be like him. He was featured. He was endorsed by a lot of them. The minute he ran up against Hillary, all of a sudden now he's racist. So my thing is, think for yourselves. If you're only watching CNN or MSNBC, the fake news networks, you're, you're getting a pretty, pretty uninformed. Um, and we live in a society where there's a lot of people that don't actually think for themselves anymore. And that goes back to what I was saying about how YouTubers can say a game is good or bad and people will just go off of that and not actually think for themselves or try something for themselves. And that's a, a culture and a narrative that really needs to stop. People, you have your own brains. You have your own freedom of choice. Use that. Exercise that to learn for yourself understand history because if you don't understand what happened in the past you're doomed to repeat it in the future or in the present so um i'm gonna move on to my other topic uh why this politically correct culture is destroying freedom of speech thought expression and why i find it worrisome um and i'm gonna merge it with the last topic of why pc culture has created intolerance um it's very and I noticed that this started happening around the time of Obama. 
and it's probably geared around this whole socialism, uh, communism thing that my generation, millennials, seem to really want. I don't understand it, but they seem to want this for our American culture. And um, it's this thing that you can't say anything offensive. You can't do or say a joke or, or express anything that because you're there's a fear of backlash if think of it this way uh, there's statistically proven that even though uh, black Americans are 13% of the are make up 13% of the United States uh, they make up I believe 97% of the crime of murder rate right so if you were to statistically even though it's statistically proven if you were to say that you're deemed now a fascist, a racist, and a bigot. Because someone who doesn't like that fact and doesn't want to accept it, even though it's statistically proven, they want to disavow that as being false, and so they will berate you. And that's kind of a tactic that the left and liberals use um, to put people down and to control them. And it's something that's been going on with, especially with the mainstream media, uh, it's going on in the gaming uh, environment where it's either you're with the, and you'll hear this and, and think about what these parking kids said too. And it's a statement you'll commonly hear. Either you're with us or against us. And if you're not with us, you're against us and we'll make you feel horrible. You know, in this politically correct culture that's going on, it's destroying freedom of speech, thought, expression, worrisome. Look at Sweden. If you guys don't know anything about Sweden, I know a lot of my friends who support socialism, communism, um, say how Sweden, Germany, all these other countries are so much better than America. Um, look at Sweden. It's now the rape capital of the world. And there are women that are raped every single day, gang rape, and all this other stuff. There are murders happening. Grenade, like just grenade murders, all this stuff going on in Sweden. And for whatever reason, when people report it, especially with the women that are raped, when they say anything about it, they, <laughs> nothing is done. You have police officers there that don't even want to arrest the people they're engaging in it. Uh, people that follow, some, the majority of them being ones who follow the Islamic or Muslim belief, um, they don't want to accept that, or are not accept it. They don't want to arrest them for fear of being labeled a bigot or a racist. And we've got that going on here in our culture where if you say anything that goes against the grain of the majority, then you're to be shut down, demonized, and prostrated because you don't go along with group think. And I had this happen to me on Twitter a couple of weeks back where I watched the State of the Union address. I felt very patriotic with it. It felt good. I stood. I saluted. You know, I have family that have been in military and also in law enforcement and have fought and defended this country. And I felt some kind of way, some kind of patriarch way. And um, then I got attacked because I tweeted how I, you know, I love this country. I support the president. And, you know, I feel good about the direction America is going. So I got attacked and I was said to have false patriotism because I support someone who colluded with Russians and all this other stuff and it's just weird because and the person's argument was that because 
the mainstream media and because the majority of people, and it's really not even a majority, it's a very loud and vocal minority that dislike Trump. And because they don't like him and they're always vocal about it. Um, I'm wrong for supporting the president. The thing is, as an American citizen, you should support the president no matter who is in office. I didn't agree with everything Obama did, but I still supported him. I didn't go the route of saying I'm part of a resistance or I'm, well, I want him impeached or any of this other stuff. I mean, especially after all the bullshit with the Uranium One deal and all the other things that Obama did that just were not right. But um, I support whoever's in office because you should. You don't have to agree with everything. And if, if anything, if you want change, I believe you should work with the people in power to have the change come about. There needs to be an ebb and flow, a give and take, but it has to get done. And so, because I support Trump, I've been called a Nazi, a fascist, a racist, and all this other stuff. Um, a misogynist because of whatever reason. And it's just stupid. Um, and that's where I'm saying it's created this intolerance. People are so afraid to say something that's original in thought or that's their own because they are afraid of backlash from whoever. And I see a lot of people that comment, and we can use this as an example. Um, when uh, Laura Ingram, so she made the segment, and she said that LeBron James needs to shut up and dribble. Now people coming out of the woodwork saying she's a racist, she's a bigot, she's blah, 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 blah. But I agree with her. For the simple fact, what does he know about politics? He can't say, he can't make a sentence without cussing, cursing and using improper, you know, adjectives, language, whatever. He can't... <laughs> what does he know or Kevin Durant know about politics? What do they know about government policy? And I'm not saying that their opinion doesn't matter. Everyone who speaks, they have a right to speak, but they don't have a right to be heard because if you don't really understand a subject, why are you giving critique on it? You know, and... That's just one of the things. It's like you say something about anyone, about anything that does not go with the group think norm, then you're considered racist, bigot, Nazi, fascist. You got hate groups like Antifa that are going around that are terroristic groups, and yet nothing's being done about them. They're able to destroy colleges, businesses, whatever, and that's considered they're considered anti-fascists. They are doing the exact thing that they claim they hate. And this other whole thing about uh, America was never great. You need to hate the country. I challenge all of you who say that. Go live in another country, a third world country, a first world country. I've lived in other countries. I've traveled around the world. And I can say for myself with confidence that America is a great country. And just because the mainstream media inflates inaccurate facts or inaccurate truths that does not envelop the entirety of the American experience. Um, it's like this whole thing with gun reform. The narrative behind gun reform and this attack on the NRA is really to push the uh, is really done to push a gun ban. 
That's really what it's for. And repeal and removal of the Second Amendment. You open that door, you're going to open a lot of doors. Uh, you're going to get rid of the First Amendment. We're already to that point where we're kind of sort of trying, they're trying to push to get rid of the First Amendment, freedom of speech. <clears throat> and that's unfortunate. But I find it funny that everybody that's saying we need the gun reform, so we need common sense gun control, um, and they're really what they're really saying is they want to ban guns and only have law enforcement and authorities and government to have guns. But the same people who are saying this now are the same people that wanted, or the same people that said, excuse me, that uh, cops were going out, and this was last year, and the bulk of the year before that, they were saying that cops are going out and just killing black people for the sake of them being black. Is driving while black, walking while black, being black, cops want to kill you. And a lot of that was bullshit. Especially the hands up, don't shoot. That was complete and other bullshit from the mainstream media and Black Lives Matter. But anyway, um, I think a lot of you need to understand uh, the person or people or group that's trying to push a lot of these narratives. If you don't know anything about George Soros, I encourage you to go and look him up. Uh, go looking up the open society uh, that he has because uh, you really need to understand what's going on in this world. There's no point in you living in it and you have no idea what's going on. But yeah, that's really all I have to say. Thank you guys for uh, listening or watching this podcast. This is a Casanova podcast. It's probably going to be controversial to a lot of people because... A lot of you may not like what I have to say, but I believe in freedom of speech. You don't have to agree with me. You don't have to like what I have to say, um, but I'm going to say it because I have the right as my First Amendment to speak freely. So that being said, thank y'all for watching. Pretty soon on, um, you know, a couple of announcements I got coming up. Um, let me pull up my calendar. I want to say... All right, so um, on March 2nd, I'm going to be doing a podcast, and it's going to be featuring, um, I'm going to be on a podcast, Blacker Than Thou, which is from Truth or Talks. I'm going to be on her channel, so definitely check that out. It's going to be March 2nd. On March 3rd, I'm going to be doing another Casanova podcast. Uh, more than likely, this is going to be one where it's just going to be myself, uh, JRPG, as well as uh, Pelvic Gaming and Shintai. Um, on the on March 4th, I'm going to be doing another podcast with Deck Game Collector. We're going to be on a podcast. And then from there, on March 10th, it's going to be myself with none other than the amazing Lucas. Oh my goodness. The amazing Lucas is going to be on the Cast Level Podcast. So, definitely... Mark them in your calendars. Get ready for those podcasts. Thank you for watching. Big shout out to Spectrum Glasses for supporting and sponsoring the podcast. And for all of you out there, deuces wow, too sweet, be the elite. And I'll catch y'all in the next one. Select the one to fight with. Get it on. 10, 9, 8,
One. 